brothers and sisters today in the epistle, St. Paul talks about how um, we are to forgive if we have a grievance against another. And he says that we're to do this because the Lord has forgiven us. It's often the case in the spiritual life as we, uh, as we think about it, that we, well, it's not all, it's, this part is always the case. <laughs> what I'm about to say here is always the case. Uh, that the spiritual life begins, our walk with Jesus begins with an invasion of God's grace in our life. It begins with that. Whether we were baptized as a little baby or uh, we came into the faith at some other point in our life, it began with a gratuitous act of God reaching out to us to call us to himself. Now, for uh, many people, uh, that act or that, of course, happened at your baptism. But there's a story from the gospel. It's the story of of St. Peter that illustrates this so beautifully. It says in the Gospel of Luke that uh, one day Jesus was walking by the shore of the lake and he came across Simon and uh, his brother Andrew and he came across John and James, the sons of Zebedee, and there was a great crowd gathered and Jesus was preaching. And because of the great crowd that was around him, Jesus gets into Simon's boat. He gets into Simon's boat, and it doesn't say anywhere in the gospel that he asks Simon the fisherman for permission to get into his boat. He simply says, I'm getting into the boat, and gets into the boat, which is the last thing you want to do to most people who have a boat uh, if you don't want to end up in the water, right? But the Lord doesn't need permission to come into the boat of our life. He enters in and he starts doing things without our permission. But then it goes on in that gospel story to talk about how St. Peter um, is asked by the Lord. The Lord asks him, after he gets in the boat, to put out a short distance from the shore that the Lord might teach the people from the boat. See, the Lord doesn't need our permission to do things in our life. He comes and he invades our life first and foremost of his own uh, gracious will, which is love and mercy itself. But he does want our cooperation with his grace. He does desire our cooperation, our free assent to the grace that he's giving us, our free saying yes to the grace that he's giving us. It's the Lord who makes that first move, though. The simple call of Peter also represents to, to go out and put out a short distance to the, the um, a short distance into the lake, represents our daily obedience to the will of God in our lives. The Lord asks us each day to offer him our boat, to do as St. Paul says here, right? As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, uh, putting on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, doing all for the glory of God. That simple daily saying yes over and over 
and over again to the Lord. And in that obedience, which is mightily simple, we eventually get to the point where the Lord asks something more of us. As we constantly strive to learn how to follow the Lord's will, there will come moments when he invites us to put out into deep water as he does to St. Peter and lower our nets for a catch. There will come moments, perhaps like the servants in the parable, who seem to be very good servants uh, of this master who want the the master to reap a, a bountiful harvest. There will come moments where we might say, Lord, I don't understand the plan that you have right now. I don't understand what you're asking me to do 100%. Or maybe I understand what you're asking me to do next, but I don't understand the why yet. In those moments where the Lord invites us in that beautiful Latin phrase, uh, to duke in altum, to go out into the deep, those moments call for decision in our life. When the Lord invites us uh, to do something like that, when the Lord invites us as the good master to trust him, he's inviting us, brothers and sisters, to not settle for the shallows of the spiritual life. Rather, to go out into the deep. He wishes, us to call, he wishes to call us to something more, not because he needs us, because, but rather because he wants to give us a gift. For, one, for me, one of those deep moments, one of those moments where the Lord uh, invited me to follow him in a radical way to, um, to say yes occurred when I was a senior in college at Texas A&M. I was uh, studying engineering. I was kind of thinking of going to med school at some point in the future. And I had thought of the priesthood a few times throughout my life. I had kind of, it stuck with me a little bit. Um, I'd even taken some steps towards learning about what it would mean to go to seminary and different things like that. But I was still hedging my bets. I was still in, the Lord was in my boat but I was like, uh, we're going to stay close enough to the, the shore that I can jump out and swim back if I need to. The Lord invited me to put out into the deep. On September 11th, 2012, I, I actually wrote down this date in a, a journal, I think. That changed. I'm going to read you a little portion of uh, what I wrote in my application to seminary that describes that moment. Up until that day, September 11th, 2012, I was still making plans for a secular career, and since it was the day of the engineering career for at AM, I prepared myself to go to the event and talk with recruiters. I was ready to find a career. Then I went to my adoration hour. During that hour, the Lord asked me one question. Why are you going? I attempted to answer the Lord. It's wise to have a backup plan. Why wouldn't I go? Because I'm afraid of failing to get a job. Now, those are all good human answers, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with them. But as I prepared to leave adoration that day, I realized that the underlying truth behind each of those answers was that I did not trust the Lord's will for my life yet. I literally walked back and forth at St. Mary's and College Station that day struggling with that realization. I had a choice to make, 
I had to decide if I was willing to let go of years of planning and training for the life that I thought I wanted in order to trust God. As I reached the middle of the stairs in the back of the student center, I made my choice. I would not go to the career fair. I would trust the Lord when he said that I didn't need to go to the career fair. With that decision, there came a sense of peace and bittersweet joy because I believed I was doing God's will for my life, but I had to give up a little bit of my secular security. Now, lest you think, brothers and sisters, that that uh, paragraph, um, which is maybe the most interesting part of the entire application to seminary, is pretty boring other than that, uh, lest you think that that means that I was 100% certain of what I was doing, uh, let me read you one other little portion of the application. I still am not 100% sure that I'm called to be a priest, but I do know that God has called me to fill out this application, and if it will be his will, to go to seminary. Brothers and sisters, the Lord invites us to stepwise trust him. He invites us to put out into the deep, to trust him even when we can't see the, the final end each and every day. Now, over the process of seminary, I became more and more certain of my call to uh, be a priest. And because of the ways the Lord has worked through the church, I know without doubt now that I've been called to follow him as a priest. I love being a priest. I have experienced more joy in the past 589 days than you could ever imagine. My friends, each of us is called by name. The Lord calls you. He calls you to that simple obedience of St. Peter, but he also calls you to go out into the deep. To go deeply. To be radical in your discipleship, in your following of him. Every call to put out into the deep is an invitation to trust, which will involve some possibility of doubt. To answer the call in the affirmative means to say, with the prophet Isaiah, here I am, Lord, send me, before we have any, everything figured out. St. Peter, when the Lord told him to put out into the deep, he questioned. When St. Paul was invited by the Lord to follow him, he questioned. He spent years learning and following him before he, he said yes to that call. And that questioning is okay. In fact, it's sometimes in the providence of God that we struggle as St. Peter did. The struggle reveals that we are striving to follow God's will and it increases our charity because it increases our desire. Let me touch on one obstacle which often hinders our saying yes to God's call to put out into the deep. And that obstacle is something like this. Every person who encounters the overwhelming grace of God inviting him or her to put out into the deep and lower the nets for the catch, recognizes at the same time that he is not worthy of that grace. That he is not worthy of the call of God in his life. Isaiah recognizes it uh, in his call story. Um, he's not worthy of the grace that he's being asked to complete. Woe is me, I'm doomed. I'm a man of unclean lips, he says, living among a people of unclean lips. A sinner amongst sinners. St. Peter cries out right after the Lord 
causes that miraculous catch of fish. Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. St. Paul struggles with a thorn in his side and with his past sin. He says, for I am the least of the apostles. Not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Think of that, brothers and sisters. He's not talking about just like talking bad about Christians. He literally killed Christians. Think of that unworthiness. And so it's true, humanly speaking, that feeling of unworthiness. No one is worthy of being called by God. But God can and does choose to make us worthy. Our unworthiness is not an obstacle to God's gracious call. For we are not the sum of our weaknesses or failures. We are the sum, rather, of the Father's love for us and our real capacity to become the image of his Son. Thus, given that we strive to follow him with all our heart, that we try in the spiritual life, we can also say in the words of St. Paul, by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me has not been ineffective. We can try every day to put on, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We can bear with one another, and we can put on love above all of these things, which is the bond of perfection. I've been a priest 589 days today. Each one of them has been unique and unrepeatable. Some days have been long and tiring. Others have been exhilarating and exciting. Sometimes they're the same days. On other days, I've experienced boredom. Some days have challenged me greatly. Others have been easy. In short, it's a full human life, just like you live in your families. I've celebrated Mass hundreds of times, at least once a day, every day, except for one day when I was sick with COVID. I've heard thousands of confessions. I've laid my hands on the sick and the dying, brought them home to God. I've baptized and confirmed children and adults. Indeed, the grace of God in me has not been ineffective, even though I am not worthy of the call which he has given me. I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy of this call, but he calls me nevertheless. And he gives me the grace to follow him with joy. This is always what happens when we, like the servants in the parable, and we, like those who hear St. Paul's words, when we heed the command of the Lord, when we follow him and we say yes, we put out into the deep, even if we can't see the next step, we find joy because he makes us that which we are supposed to be, that which was his plan for us. It's always that way when we say yes to God's call in our life. I don't mean joy without suffering. I mean that joy which comes from being with the Lord and remaining with him. Friends, you also are called. Most of you are already married or in your vocation in some way. But many of us here have not, or many of you have not found that vocation. If you're married or if you're a priest, I'm preaching to myself as well, there's still a call which the Lord has for you to go deeper and deeper in your relationship with him. Each and every day, he invites you to follow him. 
First in the simple ways, but then to trust Him to take the next step as well. Brothers and sisters, especially my younger brothers and sisters, who are not yet in your vocation, though, let me ask you to consider, might God be calling you to be a priest if you're a young man? If you're a young woman, might God be calling you to be a religious sister? If he's tugged on your heart in that way, if you've ever thought, I wonder what it would be like. I wonder if the Lord might be calling me to that. I want to give you these words that were repeated over and over by our Lord. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The Lord loves you, and he came to give his life in order that you might have life to the full. Nothing less. If he's calling you to be a priest or a religious sister, nothing less will satisfy Be like Isaiah. Say, here I am, send me. If you hear him call, then be like Peter in today's gospel. Uh, Be like Peter in that gospel. And leave everything and follow him. Be like the servants in the gospel that we just read today. And do whatever he tells you. Second, my friends, I want to invite our entire parish Today, the bishop has proclaimed uh, this Sunday as Called by Name Sunday. Um, And it's an opportunity for us not only to consider the Lord's call in our own lives, but to also recognize that he uses us to call others. He often uh, calls us through the intercession or through the, the, the words and the encouragement of others. That was my experience as a child growing up. Um, there were those who said, well, you might be a good priest. So, friends, if you know someone, if you know a young person who you see or you think would be a good priest, maybe they have the virtues or the, the kind of the, you get that sense they might be a good priest or a good religious sister, I want to encourage you to do two things today. Well, three things. First, pray for them. Pray for them. Second, let them know you're praying for them, right? Just say, hey, I see in you the qualities that would make a good priest. I see in you the qualities that would make a good religious sister. I'm praying for you. Leave it at that. No pressure, nothing like that. Third, I want to invite you to share uh, that young person's name with us today. There's cards on the way out. Uh, they look like, let's see, I had one earlier. Um, they say called by name on them. You can uh, look at that, and you can um, write down their name, drop that in the mail, and uh, that'll go to Father Greg Gerhardt, who's the vocations director for the diocese, and they'll receive just a simple letter of encouragement from the bishop and from Father Greg. Um, Likewise, you can do that online. Godiscalling.me is the website for that. Um, Friends, each of us is called by the Lord. And we should take time to consider that call, whether it's to a deeper relationship in our vocation, whether it's to that vocation that the Lord has for us. As we turn our attention now to the altar, we remember uh, Isaiah's beautiful response to God's call. Here I am, send me. Isaiah had the courage to respond with those words after his lips were touched with an ember from the altar. 
Let us then trust the power of God to forgive our sins, transform our lives, remove our unworthiness, and send us on mission. Life to the full awaits us if we but answer his call. May the grace of the Eucharist which we receive give us the courage to respond like the prophet. Here I am, Lord. Send me.